We are on Menzayin Rebet 47b, in the last word of the second line from the bottom. Tani Rebichia, Rebichia Torabraisa. Cherem Shabbat Tchumei Shabbat. If there is a fish trap in a body of water that's between two Tchumei Shabbos, the Tchum Shabbos of one city ends in the middle of the body of water, and the Tchum Shabbos of another city ends also in the middle of the body of water. Tzarich Mechitash al-Brazel, you need a metal barrier in the water to prevent the water from going from this side to that side in order that each tchum can draw water from its side of the body of water and not take water from the other tchum. Mechai Chalei Rav Yossi Rav Echenina. Rav Yossi Rav Echenina smiled when he heard this. Mar asked, my time at why did he smile? If it's because this b'risa is according to Rav Yochanan ben Nuri, L'chumrah, that is holding that water acquires a tchum, even though the water is hefker, and he holds like the Rabbanan Lekula, that water does not acquire a tchum Shabbos. Just because Rav Yossi Rav takes the lenient position, he would smile or laugh at the person who takes the strict position. Rather, it's because we learned in the Brayson that flowing bodies of water are like the legs of any person. In other words, they have the tchum of whoever draws water. Mar says, why is that a reason to laugh? Maybe Rabbi Chia was talking about a body of water that's not a flowing body of water, but what, rather a gathering of water, like a cistern. Rather, because he said you need a metal barrier, why is a barrier of reeds not good enough? Because water goes through them. Even if it was metal, water would go through underneath because it's not going to be a complete seal with the ground. Water will get through. So what difference does it make? Mara says, Maybe Rabbi Chia meant it needs a metal barrier and it's impossible, so you cannot draw water. So that's not a reason to laugh. Rather, it's because the Chachamim were lenient regarding water. Like Rabbi Tavla said, Rabbi Tavla asked Rav, Does the hanging wall of a rune permit carrying in the room where the wall is not leveled to the ground, it's not within three talking to the ground. And Rob told him a hanging machitza only works in water. It's a leniency regarding water. So we have a tradition that the Chachamim permitted a hanging machitza in water, not a complete barrier. And that's why Rabbi Yossi Rebbechanina smiled or laughed when he heard the b'risa that Rabbi Chia taught that said you need a metal barrier. Back to our Mishnah. The Chachamim say a person has only four amos around himself. The Mishnah said that if a person falls asleep and doesn't know that Shabbos started, Rabbi Yochanan Benuri says he has 2,000 amos in each direction. And the Rabbanim say he has four amos in each direction. Mara asks, Rabbi Yehuda, Hainu Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda is saying the same thing as the Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda said, you have four Amos in whichever direction you want, and that's the same thing 
as the Rabbanam. Amarava, the Rava said, Shvonel Shvonaikabinayu. They're arguing about eight by eight. The Rabbanan holds he has four Amos in each direction, and Rabbi Yehuda holds he has four Amos in one direction. So according to Rabbanan, he has eight by eight. Tanya Amihachi, we learn similarly in the Brisa, Yishlo Shvon al Shvone, he has eight by eight, Yibay Rabbi Meir. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, and that's the Rabbanan of the Mishnah. Rava said, the Machlokas is only regarding walking. How far can he walk? But everyone agrees he can only carry four Amos and not more. Don't make a mistake and think that the eight Amos become a Rosh and he can carry in them. Everyone agrees that he cannot. Mara says, What's the source in the Torah for these four Amos? As the Pasuk says, person should sit in his place on Shabbos, like under him. How much is that? The average height of a person is three Amos. And an Amma to stretch out his hands and feet. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda says his body is three Amos long. The Amman, an extra Amma, so that he can move an object that's beneath his feet and put it under his head. In other words, move it a little more than three Amos, so we give him four Amos. My Vinayu, what's the difference between these two opinions? The difference between them is whether we restrict it to exactly four Amos. According to Rabbi Huda, it's a very strict calculation. And according to Rabbi Meir, we use bigger Amos because when a person stretches out his arms and legs, it's actually a little more than an Amma. Ramasharshia said to his son, Ki Ayla the Kameda of Papa, when you come before a Papa, Baimine, ask him the following. these four Amos that were said, are they a person's own Amos from his elbow to the tip of his middle finger? or do we use the standard Amos that were stored in the base of Megdash? They had standard measures in the base of Megdash, and we measure against that. If Rav Papa tells you that we use the standard Amos of the base of Megdash, then ask him what will be with a giant. It won't fit in four standard Amos. If he tells you that we use a person's own Amos, ask him my why is it not listed in the Mishnah and Kalim with things that are measured according to a person's own standards. For example, the shear for drinking on your kipper is to fill your cheek, each person according to his cheek. And there are other examples there too, but that's a very timely one. Why is this not listed there? So, when he came before a papa, Rapapa said to him, If you're going to be so searching about every little detail, you'll never learn anything. Sfarim say, Ramchal talks about this, that the proper way to learn is to learn general principles, not to try to ask every single question that could be asked and to answer it, because then you'll never have time to cover ground and learn a lot of principles. It's like children, when they first start to learn Gemara, and sometimes even beyond, have a tendency to ask what-if questions. Well, what if this detail, and what if that detail? And Rapapa's saying that's not the right way to learn, You'll never cover any ground. But then he answered the question. 
Really, we use a person's own alma. And if you ask why is it not listed among the things that use a person's own shear, because it's not absolute. Because there are dwarfs who have average-sized bodies and very short arms, and if we would use their arms to measure an ama, they wouldn't fit in four amos of their own amos, so there are exceptions, and therefore it's not listed in the Mishnah in Kalim as one of the things where we use a person's own measurement. The Mishnah says, There were two people, and one's tchum overlaps the other, and then it talked about three people, and then Rabbi Shimon said, What may it be compared to? Three chatzeros in a row. Gemara asks, For what purpose did Rabbi Shimon say to what may it be compared? This is what Rabbi Shimon is saying to the Rabbanan. Three people in a row, the middle one has a tchum that overlaps the other two, but the other two do not overlap each other. It's like three chatzeros in a row that are open to each other and open to Shusarabim, and the two outer ones made an Eruf with the middle one, but not with each other. How come in the case of the three chatzeros you argue, and here in the case of the three tchumen you don't argue, in the case of the three chatzeros, the Rabbanan say, they are all prohibited. In the case of the three tchumen, the Rabbanan don't say they're all prohibited. Your answers, Rabbanan, the Rabbanan would say, hatam avshedirin, in the case of the three Hatzeros, there are many people, and it will be too confusing to allow carrying between the middle Hatzer and the outer Hatzeros, but not the two outer Hatzeros. Here, there are not a lot of people living there, so to speak, and so it's not that confusing, and therefore the Chachamim more lenient. The Mishnah says that when you have three chatzeros and the two outer ones made an error with the middle one, but the two outer ones did not make an error with each other, the two outer ones may not carry from the outer one to the other outer one, only to the middle one. Va'amai, why not? Came into Arvi Lahu, Chitzonot and Sa'it, since the outer ones made an error with the middle one, Havi Luchada, they are one chatzer. Let's say A, B, and C. A and B make an Eruv. Now A and B are considered one Chatzar. And when B makes an Eruv with C, it's as if A and B made an Eruv with C. I'm Rabbi Huda, Na, and Sa'id So I'm talking about a case where B collected bread and put it in A, and B collected bread and put it in C. So B became part of A but A did not become part of B. And therefore, A does not become part of C when B makes an error with C. says, Even if they put the bread in the middle error, but they put it in two different houses. A put its error in one house in B, and C put its error in a different house in B. Therefore, they don't combine. Gemara asks, Kiman, Kimei are you saying that according to Beit Tanya, as we learned in Ebrisa, if five people live in a chatzar and collected the Eruv, and the Tanu and they put it in two different kalim, two people put their Eruv in one kli, and the other three put their Eruv in the second kli, Beit says it's not a good Eruv, and Beit says it is a good Eruv. So when Rav Sheshit said, 
that they put the Eruv in two different houses, and therefore it's not a good Eruv to join A and C, even though the Eruv of both of them is in B, but in two different houses, that seems to be like Beit Shaman. Gemara says, no, a filutim of Beit Hillel could even be according to Beit Hillel. Beit Hillel only said it's a good Eruv if the Eruv's in two Kalim in one house. But in two different houses, even Beit Hillel would agree it's not a good Eruv. Amalei Rav Acha, Breder of Avia, Rav Ashi. Rav Acha, Breder of Avia, said to Rav Ashi, Rav Yehuda Kasha, Rav Shishi Kasha. I have a Kasha on both of these interpretations. Rav Yehuda Kasha, the Mark Yonshin of Nine, said Eruv Avizo, Eruv Avizo, Yehuda said the case is that the middle Chatzar B put its Eruv with A in A, and its Eruv with C in C. Nevertheless, A and C should be allowed to carry to each other. Why? Because when the middle one made an Eruv with A, they became one Chatzar. And now when the middle one made an Eruv with C, so A and the middle one already one chatzer. Now A and C should be considered one chatzer. Shlichuta avda, because B is doing the shlichus, the agency of A. For I have a kasha on Rav Yehuda, ule Rav Sheshet kasha, and I have a kasha on Rav Sheshet. To have it kechamishas shuriin bechatzer achat, yishalchach achad meim below yirev. The Ashri Adadi, Rav Sheshet said that the reason A and C cannot carry to each other is because they both put their eruv in B but in different houses. Well, in that case, it should be like A and C live in the same chatzar with B and forgot to make an Eruv with each other, and no one should be allowed to carry. When you have five people living in one chatzar and one of them forgets to contribute to the Eruv, no one can carry. So too, if A and C are both considered to be living in B and they forgot to make an Eruv with each other, no one should be allowed to carry. Ravashi said it's not a kasha on Rav Yehuda and it's not a kasha on Rav Shei. The Rav Yehuda lo kasha, it's not a kasha on Rav Yehuda, since the middle one made an Eruv with the outer one, with each outer one, and the two outer ones did not make Eruv with each other. It's like making a statement. I don't want an Eruv with you. So you can't say that B made an Eruv with A, and now A and B are one, and therefore when B makes an Eruv with C, it should be as if A made an Eruv with C, because A effectively made a statement, I don't want an Eruv with C. Well, the Rav Sheshet lo kasha, and it's not a kasha, on Rav Sheshet, when do we say that A and C are considered to be living in B? That's when it creates a lenience. When A and C put their Eruv in B, a and C are considered to be living in B to create a leniency, but not a stringency to prohibit B from carrying altogether. Do we say that A and C are living in B to be machmir? Rabbi Huda said that Rav said that which we said that B is permitted with A and C and A and C are permitted with B is only according to Rabbi Shimon. One Rishus can serve two, but two cannot serve one. Rashi says it doesn't matter if they both put their Eruv in the middle one or if the middle one put its Eruv in the outer ones. In either case, B is prohibited to carry in A and C, 
but A and C are permitted to carry in B because one Rishos B can serve the people in A and C. Kalim, which spent the beginning of Shabbos in the outer Chatzeros, are allowed to come into the middle Chatzer because the outer Chatzeros only made an Eruv with this one, with the middle one, and no force is pulling the outer Chatzer somewhere else. But the middle Chatzer made an Eruv with both, and if they want to carry into A, so there's the force of C, which is pulling them in the other direction and saying, don't carry into A. If they want to carry into C, there's the force of A, which is pulling them in the other direction and saying, don't carry into C. And therefore, according to the Chachamim, the objects which started Shabbos in B cannot go into A or C. Rabbi Yudah says that when I said this statement in front of Shmuel, Amarli, he told me, No, even this is according to Rabbi Shimon. He permits even the middle one to carry in the outer ones. And the Rabbanan hold that all three are prohibited to carry. Chachamim prohibit carrying all together.